<laughs> anyway, so today, like this week has been long and mm-hmm. rough and not in a fun way. And I don't know, I don't know if it's just because like it's shark week in this house. Um, is it literally shark week or is that just? That's, that's what we call it when more than one person in this house is menstruating at the same time. Oh. <laughs> it's shark week. <laughs> I, 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 I think I, I, I oh, yeah. not to be, I don't want to sound sexist right now, Stephanie, but I'm really glad I'm a guy <laughs> and I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, um, Super fun, super fun. Pour one out for the non-uterus havers under my roof. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm just I'm um, I'm just in a shitty mood because of that, or because my um, my state is slowly, not so slowly, setting itself ablaze with the Delta variant right now, and mm-hmm. we're having to juggle a lot of uh, recalibrating of our protocols and our safety in this fucking house because I cannot trust my fellow citizens. Um, but I did not like these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, these were the worst Clone Wars episodes so far. Oh my god. <laughs> they, they were really, really bad. I mean, disclaimer, yeah, sure, I was in a shitty mood going into it, but like, what the, I have, normally, you know, we have categories and stuff that I, I keep in my notes of like, favorite moments and favorite quotes, particularly mm-hmm. particularly for the first episode. I don't have any favorites. I have what the fucks. That's what I've got. Uh-huh. I'm so mad. Anyway, um... We should intro the show. <laughs> yeah, you think? Wait, well, well, um, um, uh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You don't have anything else? I'm just, I'm just like thrown off by the by the darkness right now. This is truly. <laughs> this episode I, is going to be strong in the dark side for sure. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Lord. Anyway, hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas. Let's emphasize that uh, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions, just opinions, y'all about star wars uh my name is stephanie i'm the woman half of the show and i'm in a shitty mood today i'm so sorry um there's going to be some venom spewed across ye oldie microphone today (laughs) that's my clever intro that's my version of a clever intro it's just angry (laughs) (laughs) hatred anger spitefulness i love it yes i love it path to the dark side uh, hi, I'm Chris. I am that gay man and Steph. Now hmm. this is a Mandalorian welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Taking their little privilege ride <laughs> down the highway. Such privilege. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, before we get into the episodes that we're talking about today, do you have any questions, feedback, anything like that? I've got a couple of items from our, our dear listeners. Do you have anything? Uh, I have one. Uh, (laughs) So earlier this week, I discovered a new feature that is apparently associated with our Anchor account. Anchor Uh is the podcast distribution platform that we use. Yes. And apparently listeners can can submit voice message questions to us. (laughs) I have no idea how. I still yet to... (laughs) I don't know how you did it. Uh, (laughs) Fucking voodoo, that's how. Jesus. How in the fucking... 
Uh, so uh, uh, a guy named Ian, uh, Hi, Ian. sent us a voice message. Uh, really appreciate it. So he has a question for us, Steph. Okay. Hit me with uh, uh, I transcribed it. Yes. Uh, uh, recent, uh, recently, theoretically, a toy came out where they featured Boba Fett's ship, but they didn't call it Slave One, leading, mm-hmm. leaving a lot of people to believe that Disney's changing the name of the ship. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It seems very controversial. And he also likes to point out that Chris gets no love. That's which, true. That is yeah. true. I, I, I don't love you at all. It's been like all. a week since I've gotten some. What? <laughs> I mean, what? Huh? I love how we went two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay so yeah the fucking slave one thing here's the thing Again, this fandom is so quick to be like disney's ruining everything um so disney doesn't have a whole fuck of a lot to do with what lego puts on their packaging right so lego decided not to write slave one on the package because they want adults to buy these things for children. Mm-hmm. And adults might see the word slave and go, eh, no. But, and also they don't know what slave one is. But if they look at the box and they see Boba Fett's ship, oh, okay. That is something that my child likes. They're not changing the name of it. That's just a label. It's just for marketing. Yeah, didn't they didn't they do something similar with uh, the X Wing for Luke? Yeah, um, it was it's, it wasn't an X Wing; it was Luke Skywalker ship or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's almost all of them. I mean, the, I think only the Millennium Falcon and the Death Star don't get their names changed because they are characters in the story. Like that, everybody knows those fucking names. So, Ian, I'm not saying that that's a, a tone that you were taking. Absolutely not. I listened to your message. You're very sweet, but that has been the tone of the fandom. Has been like fucking Disney. Why? Why would they take Slave 1 away from... Go to Disney's website. Go to StarWars.com. Slave 1 is still listed as Slave 1 on the websites. It's Slave 1. They haven't changed shit. Isn't it like Slave 4 at this point, though? Because it's been blown up. I mean, I suppose technically, yes. We have multiple versions of Ye Oldie Slave Ship. But uh, (laughs) apparently, by the way, Ye Oldie is my catchphrase for today. I'm going to try and stop doing that. You ever do that where you just have a phrase that you find yourself saying a lot? Yeah, I was saying raise the roof a lot on Monday. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. That's that's adorable. It's lame, but it's adorable. And I hope you do it again. It's so lame. Do it again right now. That'd be great. No. <laughs> so much pressure. So yeah, I I don't think there is it is a a manufactured controversy made by a fandom that just wants to hate Disney. There's nothing there's no there there. It is a nothing burger of a controversy. Slave 1 is still Slave 1. There right, we go. What else okay. uh, that that's all I got. Okay, cool. Um so we had uh, a couple of quick questions. One was a leftover from uh, last episode that I forgot to ask, uh, Spicy Raspberry uh, asks, <laughs> I love usernames so much. Spicy Raspberry asked, if there were to be a Star Wars show coming out now, but it plays at a point in time that we have already discussed, how would we handle that? Um, awkwardly, I think. You mean like Bad Batch? Right. So Bad yeah. Batch, you know... It, Maybe there will be additional seasons. Maybe it won't be done by the time we get to it. And then we're just going to have to wait for it to get done and then go back and go, hey, so this happened before now, but we're going to talk about it now. Like, that's it's just going to be awkward. Um, but we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. We're not really sure. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. 
because you know uh <laughs> we may actually get to uh, at the pace we're going uh we may actually get to the mandalorian timeline before mandalorian's done right like exactly. i've heard rumors that there's like four or five seasons planned that's Which, like thank god i am more oh mando. my god please more mando <laughs> give but. me all the mando and then the question is do we do the mandalorian without ahsoka i mean it there's all kinds of questions there so right. no idea that's your no answer. idea yeah we <laughs> no will idea. we will be winging it spicy yeah. raspberry that's that's how we'll be handling that um with with no aplomb whatsoever cool uh we also have a quick question from rose eight boy how do you guys feel about seeing young kanan and young hera in the bad batch i love it i right okay i have not yeah. seen the latest episode of the bad batch we record on fridays i have not seen it um so i don't i don't know i don't know anything about that but i love having seen them because these are characters whose story in rebels is so rooted in the trauma of the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I, I, I was on a different podcast, a podcast called uh, Gold Squadron Gaze. Gold Squadron Gaze! <laughs> they were wonderful. It was an awesome conversation. They're adorable. I love them. Uh, at, at the, by the end of the conversation, because they were making a lot of comparisons to like Return of the Jedi and mm-hmm. the original trilogy stuff and all that kind of stuff, I kind of came out of the conversation thinking, this show, the Bad Batch show, is really a passing of the baton in terms of eras. Yeah. You know, it's really like, I, I can't say anything. Uh, no. I'm trying to. You watch your shit. I know. If you I, spoil it, I will reach through this microphone and end you. And you know. Okay, it. I'm going to say it. Hera <laughs> is Omega's father. Oh, no! No! Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, uh, but, like, there's all these subtleties where they're hinting at work, you know, you're getting closer to where rebels takes off and mm-hmm. solo and that kind of stuff. So right. it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely cool and awesome. And Hera had to be in it. Um, uh, I think at mm-hmm. this point, uh, Kanan, uh, Kanan, I'm not so sure. I mean, it was a cool, uh, moment at the beginning, even though I cried. It was a, yeah, it was a glimpse of into order 66 that we hadn't seen yet because mm-hmm. the montage in, um, revenge of the Sith is pretty thorough. Yeah. Uh, but this was, you know, this was the death of a, of a Jedi Master that we hadn't seen, but we knew happened because of Kanan's story in Rebels. So I was glad to see it. I mean, okay, I wasn't glad to see it because that was fucking awful. Like, my heart bleeds for that little boy with the weirdly deep voice, Freddie Prince Jr. You couldn't have, couldn't have taken that voice up a couple notches? Saying. <laughs> I get, I love Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice. I, I will roll around in it if I could, but maybe not appropriate for a teenage boy. Well, maybe his, you know, your voice comes at a weird time. I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh-huh. that was just a lot of voice to come out of a little dude on the screen. It was, uh-huh. it was a hell of a thing. Um, but anyway, uh, it was really poignant to see it, and I mean, it would—it was a scene that would translate for people who hadn't watched Rebels, but for people who had watched Rebels, there's just layers of meaning there. Mm-hmm. Um, ditto for the story that's going on uh, with Hera and and Chopper, the world's most adorable war criminal. Um, oh my god. I love him so much. Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and just zero remorse about it. Just, oh, love nope, him. Nope, doesn't care. Didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Didn't give a fuck. Zero fucks given. <laughs> So he's like the Anakin Skywalker of droids. He cares about four people, and that's it. Everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. Love it. I love that. 
Anyway, so I guess that's how we feel about it. We really like it. Really like seeing young Kanan and young Hera in the Bad Patch. I, give me Hondo. I want right? Hondo. Where give the it to me. fuck is Hondo? <sighs> He's running. He packed up his shit and is moving bases again. <laughs> so somebody in uh, the comments on the Tiki Talk uh, pointed out that Hondo could show up in any of the live action shows that are coming up. He would have Absolutely. a place in, in Book of Boba Fett. Um, he could potentially appear in Ahsoka's show. Uh, he could definitely uh, t- potentially appear in Kenobi. I suppose I su- I never thought about Kenobi, but you're right. That's his old friend Kenobi. <laughs> like Obi Wan would not be happy <laughs> at all to see him. <laughs> he really would just be so extra exhausted. <laughs> like, yeah. oh god, he's <laughs> like, you're probably in my top five people. I don't want to see ever again. <laughs> right, and I I imagine okay, headcanon fan fiction time. I imagine a scene where Kenobi's like you know, hood up on his cloak, trying to keep a low profile, like moving through Mos Eisley on his way to where he's going to like sit and creepily camp on this child for the next 20 years. And he's like trying to be subtle. And then suddenly he hears, Kenobi! (laughs) He's like, God damn it! (laughs) Uh, It would be great. Anyway. If they, if if any of the shows take place in Batuu, then he's definitely going to be there, so... I love him so much. I love it. I would be glad to see him anywhere. Just a goddamn delight. Okay. Last question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Caroline on TikTok asks, if any Clone Wars arc could get an R rating, which one would you want to see? Oh, shit. That's a good one. I know. While you ponder, would you like to hear what my son's answer was? Your son's answer? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Umbara. He wants to see Umbara go full Saving Private Ryan D-Day scene rated hard R. Aww. Right? And I'm like, you think you want that? Um, no. But yeah, like the entire Umbara arc, if they went if they went full Saving Private Ryan, you know, Band of Brothers, the outpost intensity with it, holy shit. That would be, that would be a hell of a thing. Uh, what do you yeah, think? I, to be honest, that was not the direction I thought your son was going to go. Uh, so that's interesting. <laughs> well, look, he's 14. Okay. That's the direction he's going to go when he's talking to his mom. Oh, sure. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, I, if we're talking an arc, like a, like more than one episode, like a trilogy type thing, I would have to say it has to be the four, the four last episodes of Clone Wars, just because mm. an R rating would make that much more devastating than it already is. <sighs> yeah, the whole Order 66, Ahsoka, and like, ooh, can you imagine Darth Maul just causing all the chaos? Yeah, running around that ship, murdering the clones, yeah. Like, it's already brutal when it's bloodless, because Clone Wars is relatively bloodless. Uh, goddamn. Yeah, no, that mm-hmm. would be awesome. And and awful, and awful, awful, be terrible to yeah, watch. Yeah, it would be really bad, uh, I no, think. Yeah. I would, that would be devastating. <laughs> oh, no. I would be and so maybe we finally get that uh, clones shower scene, you know. Okay, so that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Starship Troopers with this, right? So. <laughs> yes, please. Mm-hmm. I goddamn delightful. No, um, I mean, a, I would go straight to the Duchess of Mandalore arc from from season two because I, I want there to to be sexy times. Oh my gosh. They would give in to their lust and love for one another on board the flying Hitachi wand ship. And, <laughs> and then I would, I would get the scene. 
that uh, only exists in fan fiction at this point and in between my ears. So, but I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I literally had a mental image of the ship itself flying into an asteroid belt into a asteroid that looks like a butt. So there you go. So there you go. There you go. Butt asteroid. Okay. Butt asteroid. That's why they're called asteroids. I get it. (laughs) 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 Okay, that was... Thank you guys so much for questions. We fucking love questions and we love to answer them um, and and dive into it. So please always ask. Uh, Apparently you can send us voice messages as well. So... And Chris might even sometimes figure out how to retrieve them. So you should I, keep doing that. I, I I don't know how. I got an email from Anchor. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so that was fun. Are you yeah. uh, are you ready to stop having fun? <laughs> I'm right. I do have Jesus one more Christ. thing, one more shout okay. out. We, we just did the Star Tours episode, but Disney Plus just released a, sh- a series called uh, Behind the Attraction, uh-huh. which does a deep dive into individual uh, attractions at Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, the, it, the show is a fucking delight. It is not as serious as the Imagineering story, which was like more of a documentary style. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's funny. It's really kid friendly. The Rock produced it. Uh, it is super cute. They the Star Tours episode specifically. They released the first five episodes, and they Star Tours episode specifically does a really really good job of like talking about Star Tours. I did not know this, Stephanie, but George Lucas went to Disneyland on the second day it was open. <laughs> What a fucking nerd. I know, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, they they included a lot of really funny Star Wars clips in it, and it's it was really good. They didn't just start talk about Star Tours. They talked about Batu as well oh, nice. and the evolution of that. Uh, they shaded uh, Michael Eisner. Didn't even mention him at all. Nice. They didn't mention him at all. They did mention the Darth Vader ballet. Uh. <laughs> Which was the show they did at the opening of Star Tours where Michael Eisner uh, forgot C-3PO's name. Oh, okay. (laughs) So they made fun of that mercilessly. That was cool. (laughs) So anyway, check it out. It's cool. Okay. All right. Are we done? Are we done with the the other stuff? Okay, cool. Now we can fucking talk about these episodes. All right. So what we do on this show is we are watching through the Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that now, today, uh, having just wrapped up season two of Clone Wars, we are moving into season three. So the very first, the very God. first, Makes no cro- sense. in the, according to the official StarWars.com chronological order for Clone Wars, the first episode of Clone Wars season three is episode five, Corruption. Yeah. So that's where we are. And that's because we have already seen uh, episodes one and three, and I think two. Hold on. Let me scroll. I'm scrolling through my shit. No, uh, two and four or later, or after seven, obviously. Um, but we've already seen episodes one and three. That I know, Camp <laughs> Yeah, right. We've seen the first episode for season three in the airing order. That was... Shit, I was just looking at it. Um, Clone Cadets. That was the one that we watched right after the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, it was like the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay. Anyway, so episode... Uh, season three, episode five, Corruption... Uh, do we want to return to like the, the format yeah. we were doing before? We might okay. as well fucking do okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> the Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is the challenge of hope. 
is to overcome corruption. Ooh. <laughs> right. Okay. Desperate times on Mandalore. <laughs> Having won neutrality for the Mandalorian system, Duchess, Duchess Satine now finds herself an outsider with very little aid to her people. Supplies are hard to come by, except on the black market. As a result, the Duchess faces a world consumed by greed. Mm. Hoping to alleviate some of the tension rising in the capital city of Sandari, Satine has called upon her friend, Padme Amidala, to make a diplomatic visit. Okay. So, I'm going to preface this entire conversation about these episodes with, uh, fuck everybody who says keep your politics out of Star Wars. What do you mean? Because it's fucking ridiculous. This is entirely, this is wall-to-wall politics. This is 100%, like, this entire plot right here is 100% what happens when, when, when war and politics collide. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Yeah, black markets fucking bloom like mushrooms in in the shadow of warfare. This happened. This has historically always happened. Yeah, uh, throughout war, trade falls apart during World Wars One and Two. You know, mm-hmm. trade trade between nations completely collapsed, and so the black market had to rise because people still needed fucking food. You know, and so and you know among other things, but yeah, they <laughs> the. This is exactly this situation right here. Like, oops, Satine, I'm sorry to tell you that it turns out when you declare yourself neutral and the two major galactic superpowers are the ones that are at war, they're going to eat up all of the supply lines in the galaxy. They're going to suck all the air out of the room to fund their war with each other. And you and your neutrality are going to have to sit over there and figure your own shit out. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's another indication that the dark side is truly rising. You know, the growth of the black markets, criminal mm-hmm. syndicates, all that fun stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Corruption is a running rampant, as they would say. Uh, so yeah, like this, this was a totally foreseeable solution, uh, solution, situation, Pro- problem. problem. Yeah. Issue. Like this, this was predictable. Uh, and this is where I have a problem. I have a problem with this, with the writing of Satine throughout this episode. Uh, that is my number one issue with these episodes was, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it more in detail, but like the first Mandalorian trilogy, we called Obi-Wan out for being a fucking pig to Satine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode in particular, the writing of Satine is fucking deplorable. Yeah, the the writing of Satine in this episode, I wonder, the writer, by the way, for this episode is Cameron Litvak. So this is his fault. I wonder if this, if this episode was written... Um, maybe at the same time as the Duchess of Mandalore trilogy. So there wasn't a lot of collaboration between the two. Like Satine was just a female power figure. And so she was written without the context of uh, of the other episodes, because there's no depth here. There's no nuance here. She's just this silly little girl in charge of a planet. And isn't she ridiculous is how yeah. she's treated through this whole, uh, just, oh, and I kind of felt the same way about Prime Minister Almec. The way he was presented in the original trilogy, and then, of course, in these two episodes, he turns out to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> like, it, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistency is yeah. a big issue. Right. So, yeah, shit's bad. They they have some hunger issues on Mandalore because they're having to turn to black market supply lines because the war is eating up everything else. So Satine, in her desire to maintain her neutrality, calls in a Republic senator to help 
you that okay yeah um i'm gonna be neutral i'm gonna go out of my way to be neutral oh my god i need help i'm gonna call a republic senator and then eventually a jedi right what right just join so the you're not fucking war. neutral anymore <laughs> just be the public. <gasps> that's not how neutrality works no like you you have picked a side you're calling upon the republic for help and the jedi are republic servants like uh-huh. i don't uh okay so and so now i can see why people have problems with team as a character and i feel like it's not the character's fault it's not no it was the writing it was terrible yeah like yeah. the character that we saw in season 2 during her her whole arc uh was was uh was skilled she was brilliant. She was had a, a weight of enormous responsibility. She thought about all the angles. Um, she did the political calculus that needed to be done while still uh, adhering to her ideals of pacifism and neutrality. Yeah. Um, where's that bitch now? Because she ain't here. There's somebody else walking around in her character model. Yeah, I mean, in this, in this, in, the, in these episodes, she's rep- she's presented as some type of figurehead and yeah. nothing more. And, and not a very bright one. And an, it, it, yeah, and an idiot at that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking anyway. So Padme comes in and uh, she gets a sparkle parade welcome. Yeah, let's. Uh, before that, uh, I made fun of Satine's outfit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The last time we talked about her, you sure did. Yeah. yeah. And she's Marge. She is the Marge Simpson of of leaders now because she's wearing the same fucking thing. What's going on? I feel like it's probably a formal ceremonial robe thing. You okay, know? I mean Padme gets a costume change every fucking scene. Sometimes I know, I know, I know. But okay. I mean, I think I, I, the only thing I can attribute it to is Mandalorians love their traditional wear. Like if you look around again, look around at the at Mandalore itself, at the Mandalorians, they are all wearing the same like three shades of gray and light blue. And I get that that's an animation shortcut. Yeah, like everybody's blonde in some way. Everybody's got the cheekbones like you can pick a Mandalorian out of the crowd. Yeah, they, shitty a, haircuts, the whole thing. Yeah, the aesthetic yeah. is strong. Um, so maybe, you know, she's got three looks and that's it. And that's because Mandalorian tradition says so, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's yeah, the only so- way I can... It's also, the animators didn't want to have to create nine different character models for her. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Especially since they're just going to kill her anyway. Yeah, would well, you want to burn that kind of effort on this episode? Really? Not this episode. No, no. I would have done fuck it. In the it. Original, Put her in her fucking PJs movie. for the whole episode. I don't care. <laughs> God damn. She has overalls on. <laughs> A smock. Just one A piece. Smock. Oh, damn it. Just shave her head. We don't care. Anyway. Yeah. Lord. So uh, Padme shows up and she has a ticker tape parade. Um, people are starving, but they sure do have time to show up to a parade. I, there's fucking fireworks. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. like glitter. like, And that's never coming out. That's guys. never coming out. Yeah. You're going to have glitter on the streets for years. But all right. Sure. Um, and the first thing that S- Satine does is take this Republic senator to her ruling council meeting. Mm-hmm. Where she sits pretty on a throne and doesn't do anything at all. What? Except except stop all discussion and end the meeting and walk away in a huff. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't get it. Ugh. Okay, so anyway, quick uh, trivia about that meeting. There were two politicians in the room who were arguing. Um, right. That was the Minister of the Interior. 
the guy who's like, black markets everywhere, this is bad. And the minister of finance was the lady who was like, yeah, we need more trade with the Republic because I like money. Like that was essentially the basis of their argument. And uh, Prime Minister Almec, who was like, I'm not actually going to do anything to handle this or mediate this discussion in any way. I'm just talking because my neck is very long. <laughs> essentially. Essentially, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, so, I, <laughs> yeah. And okay, uh, why don't they say, instead of Prime Minister of the Interior, why don't they just say Prime Minister of the of the Cube? Because they, <laughs> or the Dome, like whatever fucking structures they live in. Well, it, it, they don't mean the interior of this city. They mean the interior yeah. as in the interior department of the planet. Like, that's just... But, you know, it, it's not prime minister of the interior. There's a minister of the interior and a minister of finance. And then there's the prime minister uh, who's supposed to be their fucking boss. Parliamentary stuff, by the way, is the most confusing government system I've it's ever fucking, fucking learned about. It's, it makes no sense to me. It's anyway. crazy. Um, so Satine's like, they're using a lot of really big words and I don't understand them padme will you go and word at them and padme's like sure (laughs) so padme steps in and she's the wrong bitch (laughs) the republic the senator of the republic is going to mediate a discussion on a world that wants to remain neutral right okay and they what she did manage to do was unite the ruling council because they hate her they were like oh, no 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 it's quite hypocritical of you to come here a member of the republic senate and lecture to us about corruption and also we're jealous of your planet <laughs> and, and also we're, je- we're jealous of your hair and of your dress <laughs> and of your wealth and of your access to resources and trade routes and we and, hate and, you and, Pad- and padme's all I just like to lay on the beach and play <laughs> <laughs> she's like I am mentally banging my hot husband right now i don't yeah, actually I know. hear a word you're saying yeah fuck's sake anyway the whole conversation uh gets called to a halt because satine gets uh, bored and annoyed and stomps away in a huff meanwhile while everybody is distracted by the this big muckety muck that has come to visit uh the moogans arrive oh my god the moogans what uh what yeah, we have very little information about the Mugans. They're the ones that are, they're smugglers, right? Yeah. Uh, and they are clearly showing up because they know security is going to be lax at the docks because there's extra security at the parade. Uh, the Mugans, just real quick, they are a sentient humanoid species from the planet Muga. <laughs> and they are working that walk like an Egyptian aesthetic for all it is worth. Oh my God, seriously. Yeah. Even the gun, even the, uh, so I'll talk about, uh, let me talk about their little Yeah, gun, please, gun ship. can you talk about their fucking ship that looks like a hat with bug legs? Yeah, right, so. What it, the fuck I'm, is I'm, that? I'm talking to a friend on Discord while we're, and we're watching the episode together, because he's like, mm-hmm. oh, which, which episode are you watching this week? And I'm like, oh, corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, he messages me, he's like, so Darth Helmet is in this <laughs> show? Because that's his fucking ship. <laughs> I knew it looked familiar. And I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Now let's see how well you handle it. Oh my god. And I and I was like, oh, that just ruined the whole fucking episode for me. Well, that's it. We're done here. 
Uh, it is a Shekelish class freight gunship that is usually built by the Techno Union. Uh, it is a favorite for smugglers because you can actually store a shit ton of stuff inside of this oddly configured ship. Sure. And it has creepy ass spidey spider legs for no fucking reason. I hate the legs. I hate, I hate the legs. Hate it was them. gross. Yeah. Hate it. Nope. Dislike. Veto. Um, so the voice actors for the Mugans. And this happened a lot in this episode, which really kind of makes me feel like this episode is an afterthought. Uh, they're just grabbing whoever's in the building to do voices. So you've got D. Bradley Baker and Greg Baldwin are doing the voices for the Mugans. D. Nice. Bradley Baker, of course, is all of the clones. He's got very little else to do in these episodes. And Greg Baldwin was Master Sanube and Serapis. Those guys. They, I think they were just in the lounge, like doing something else. And they were like, hey, you want to come read for some smugglers? I don't know. Pick a voice. Let's go. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, well, so they're only uh, do they show up in any other episode in Clone Wars? I don't know. I don't know. I think in the background somewhere, but not as a featured character. So these guys are smuggling in Gatorade. I guess it's okay. tea. Um, so it's uh, I was tea. like, are those sex toys? Are What's those happening? Do exactly? Both? Is it a, a Benoit ball slash butt plug situation. Oh, it's for children. Okay, okay. So it's probably a beverage. Um, okay, <laughs> so, so Steph, I'm going to ask you a question. Ask me a question. Other than water, what is the cheapest drink you could possibly make? Fucking tea? Because uh-huh. it's just water plus leaves? Right. Why would you put a fucking chemical in the tea? A chemical is clearly going to be more expensive, right? Thank you. Like, what the fuck is Slavin? Is it cheaper than water? Really? And Slavin, Slavin, okay, so the, the fucking smugglers are diluting this tea that they intend to sell to the Mandalorians uh, with no Slavin, which is a chemical diluting agent, which I feel like if you've got a chemical diluting agent, that's not for consumption. That's for, like, fuel. Yeah. That's for, like, antifreeze. That is not... For to drink, but whatever. Slavin. Yeah. Which, as far as I know, we never hear about Slavin again. Never. Um, so Mugen, Mug, Mug, Mugan, Mug, whatever. The Mugans. We, these guys don't have names. Yeah. The, uh, they act, uh, the Commerce Guild came in mm-hmm. and basically universally bought them all out and made, uh, branded it our, our dress beverage. Okay. And that is the tea. Okay. That's the tea. But not yeah. that kind of tea. Different kind of tea. Real drinking tea. tea. Actually, yeah. drinking tea. Not okay. our, not our tea. <laughs> so the thing about Slavin as a diluting agent is uh it's it's not only <laughs> it's not only stupid, it is impractical. Because if you get the concentration wrong, you make people sick and they die. This stuff is Slavin, a diluting agent. Isn't it toxic? <laughs> only if the dosage is wrong. So, again, I ask you, why are we not just using water? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no explanation for why Slavin is what's being used. Um, it's a really ridiculous product to use because the, you would think the more you use it, the more you get a dilution. So it would actually be, you would want to, if you're trying to cut costs, use more of it. But if you use too much, you're killing people. So, like, it's a dumb product to use. It's a dumb idea. Yeah, it's a stupid idea, and uh, we are throwing this right back at Cameron Litvak. Let me get his name right. <laughs> Cameron Litvak, the writer of this episode. It's his fucking fault. Anyway, so they're poisoning the goddamn tea. Okay, cool. Uh, 
So then, uh, you know, Padme and Satine have dinner, and it's not. It's a boring scene. It's yeah. They're they're getting drunk together. I was at this point extremely uh, annoyed because the the plot is already pissing me off. Right. And I'm just. I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, just say something interesting, like. Like, Satine look, looks at Padme and says, I want to bury my face in your... T- <laughs> and they're like, so a couple more of these Cosmos, because it's Cosmos, they're drinking Cosmos. A couple more of these Cosmos, and who knows where the night's going to take us. I know. <laughs> um, I, I will point out, you know, the Mandalorians have a very Cubist aesthetic, mm-hmm. and it even applies to the fucking food. Did you see what was on their plates? Was that tofu? It was. It was it literally was, in yeah, cubes. Yeah, it was tofu and like slices know, of tomato <laughs> and and a nuna leg, <laughs> yeah, fried nuna leg on there. That ain't neither of them eating because they're like mm, cubes. Mm, cubes. Yeah. Well, how do you think they stay so thin? By eating cubes, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There oh, it Lord. is. That's the secret. There you go. I will say um, the only thing that this episode and this scene has going for it is it passes the goddamn Bechtel test. Because we have two women having extended conversations with each other, not about a man. Which should tell you something about what a bare fucking minimum the Bechtel test is. Yeah. I... Because just, just because we passed it doesn't mean this episode's good. I only learned about that term, by the way, when I was doing, when, uh, people, I, the first time I heard that Mary Sue thing, mm-hmm. like a month ago. You only heard about the Bechtel test a month ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Having a penis must be amazing. It is. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Except when you sit down wrong and I'm going commando, you know, it sucks. You know what? I don't care. Yeah. Sit yeah. on them. Sit on them all day. It hurts. <laughs> I don't care. You didn't have to know that there is a, a persistent bias in media where women only talk to each other about men. And so the bare minimum to be a not totally misogynistic piece of media is to have women talk to each other about something that's not a man. That's the Bechtel test. It is the lowest possible bar to clear to be worthy media. And it's still a shitty episode. So I'm just saying the Bechtel test is bullshit. Yeah, I... I- I knew. Oh, uh, to be clear, dear listeners, uh, I am fully aware that women are not portrayed very well generally by <laughs> yeah, no, most. No, Chris media. is not a sexist pig. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just, I'm just shitting on him because it's fun for me. No, Chris is, <laughs> Chris is an ally, ladies, and and all ladies of all forms and presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Unless, so, unless of course you're, you know, walking on a bike trail with your dog and you don't have a leash on the dog, then you piss me off. Well, I yeah, hate you. That's fucking, that has nothing to do with your with your gender and everything to do with you being a dumbass. Right. Oh, wait, am I the dumbass? No, her. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but not, not in yes, this particular... <laughs> not, not for this. Okay, okay, okay. So, over dinner, rather than decide that they're going to bang it out, Satine and Padme, mm-hmm. I, I say, I'm all like, women, equality, representation in media, and then I immediately objectify them. Um, I'm just saying that maybe this could have been an R-rated arc as well yeah you know what I'm padme, saying? padme and the duchess are hot just saying they're hot and they're, they're hot, hot together yeah. and they're like yeah. we both like jedi and we're both right? strong powerful women you oh know my god for some <gasps> oh my god that fanfic, fanfic has to exist it has to <laughs> exist i'll google it later we'll find out yeah hot damn 
<laughs> okay, 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 okay. Oh my god. So over dinner they decide, you know what? Being a lady person in politics is hard. Let's comfort ourselves that good things are happening. We're gonna go visit a hospital tomorrow. You can see all of our good works. Okay, great idea. Bet let's see what happens. Mm. What happens when they go to the hospital, Chris? Their kids are dying. <laughs> <laughs> dying children. And I love Everywhere. how they, when they, I love how they get there, there is a kid on a stretcher that they're yeah. not even moving. <laughs> he's like just that, laying out there. He's just, just laying out there in the sun. Oh Jesus! Oh no! It's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they get in there and they have a talk with Doctor Zaz, uh, who is um i guess ruggedly handsome for a mandalorian he's got an interesting face model i don't think we see it again um but he is voiced by cory burton mm. aka count dooku and cad bane mm-hmm. again they just pulled somebody out of the break room and yeah. like hey voice this doctor okay <laughs> sure get your paycheck get your paycheck make that paper so uh doctor's eyes lets them know i don't know what fuck's going on there's all these poisoned children here and we don't know where they got the poisoning from this is super weird mm-hmm. what's happening and satine and padme are like le gasp we should look into this maybe because it's what what you do when you're in charge of the society you gotta and, and people are stuff's happening yeah i'm so exhausted by this story I know it's so bad, and so and so like instead of like her asking her minister of education to do stuff or anybody else, they decide to take it upon themselves go to school. Well, well, that's the thing. First, she she's like, I don't trust anybody, and that's correct. So okay. she pulls in her secret service, her personal guard, and she's like, Here, I'm giving you special equipment so that you can go out and investigate, which is the correct thing to do. I, as the uh, leader of this entire planet, will sit my pretty ass right here and you guys go investigate, get evidence, get information, come back to me and we will we will parse it out and figure out what we're going to do. Right. That's that's sensible. Correct. Correct. That is that that is the sensible thing to do. And we stick to it for about two seconds. Now, I mean, in fairness of that, though, Padme specifically has a tendency to not let other people do shit that she wants to get done. She wants to do it herself. Yeah, and she's been spending too much time with Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, I blame Anakin for that. And she she's a bad influence on Satine in this moment. Um, so, yeah, she sends her secret, secret service out to go and do the investigating. And then she and Padme are like, let's go talk to the school. And yep. where these kids all came from, because all these the kids in that particular hospital all came from the same school. So let's go to the school and see what's up. Yeah, that would have been a good place to send your cops. <laughs> to <the school. laughs> Fucking what? I know. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Right. Uh, so they go to the school. Uh, they find the basically they can't find any poison anywhere within the school's facility. But there is an outside vendor that's got like a tea machine. Yeah, soda like machine a, type of thing. Like a, there's a vending machine, and like, yeah, there was a vent. There were vending machines in my schools when I was growing up. Sure. Oh yeah. You don't want fucking school lunch. You go down and get like a fucking Snickers bar. Super healthy. Or a fried chimichanga. I'm oh sorry, you had fried chimichanga vending. I machines? I was in San Antonio. There was a vending machine with a fried chimichanga. Yeah, there was like this weird like cafeteria thing where they the ladies would put like a uh, fresh fried food into the thing. Oh, and wow. you would it, it it was similar to like you know those oh, sandwich God. dispenser things that rotate around? 
Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And it was so, the like, today would never, ever, ever have bought any food inside of those things. But No, but. <laughs> like, the inside was brown and, like, greasy nice. and gross. Nice. and mm-hmm. Who cares? So good. so good. Oh, my God. So, it's not, ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between, heaven exists, and it's in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah, I, like, you got to go through some shit to get to it, but there it is. <laughs> that sounds 35. amazing. That sounds amazing. Okay, so there's vending machines where kids can buy tea, and the doctor just straight snatches a bottle of tea off of a kid's tray, and the kid's like, boo Yeah, it's like, uh, don't we have a food shortage, and I could use, like, all the nutrients I can possibly get? Right. Uh, No, fuck you. But no, it's a good thing he did get it, because they run some tests on it, and oh my god, did you know that there's a whole fuck ton of a chemical diluting agent in the tea that apparently has no flavor, or is it, it's tea flavored? So yeah, so they, diet, so they Diet Coke the tea. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they fucking poisoned the, the, the kids are being poisoned from the tea. And so, and like, I didn't hear anybody say, hey, how about we snatch all the tea out of that school and all yeah. the schools? Let's, <laughs> I, I'm just going to have to fanfic that in that they stopped letting the children drink the tea for the duration of this investigation. But maybe they didn't because they didn't want like the flow of, uh, they wanted to catch the smugglers and canceling the tea would have tipped them off. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they have plenty more stretchers that they could put sure. in front of the hospital for the kids, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Um, anyway, they start digging into it, and the superintendent is super, super shady. He So shady. Uh, super shady. He was totally, uh, you know, he had cut a deal with an outside vendor to bring in this tea. So they followed that thread to this guy named Sadiq. And Sadiq, who is voiced by, yeah, that's Corey Burton as well. Yeah. Um... Jesus. I know. I'm telling you, they just grabbed these guys and they're like, hey, we'll buy you lunch if you just talk into this microphone for a minute. Um, pick an accent. We don't care. Because the on the planet of Mandalore, where everybody's vaguely British, uh, Sadiq, the <laughs> customs agent, is straight up Cockney. Oi, governor. Like, yeah. he's on that level. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anyway, Sadiq is uh, fairly confident. Like He's like, yeah, sure. I'm totally smuggling shit in. What are you going to do about it? I have corporate contracts. That protect me. And I was going to ask you, the fuck is that about? Do you have any idea? No, no, no idea. Okay, because apparently he's very confident that the Commerce Guild will protect him from any kind of prosecution here. That doesn't work out well for him because we sure do see him in a prison cell in the next episode. Sure do. Sure do. Yep. Him and the customs agent that got bribed by the Mugans. So, yeah, Mandalorians hmm. don't give a fuck about the Commerce Guild. They don't care. They don't, <laughs> don't give care. a fuck. <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he points them in the direction of a warehouse on the docks. Yeah, well, quick note on that particular person. I fucking hated the mentality he had towards the uh, Duchess because he was all, you stupid woman, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know, He was super condescending. And if he had brought that attitude to season two, Satine... I would have been like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? She would have gotten her blaster out and stunned his ass. But he's talking to season three Satine, and yeah. she's a dumbass. <laughs> <sighs> so pissed about the writing. Anyway, so she calls in her uh, her captain of the police, and mm-hmm. she's like, fuck, you didn't know about this? And he's like, no, I didn't know about this. And she's like, I think you might be involved. Like She is straight accusing her the captain of her police of being involved in all of this corruption. Which is incredibly just reactionary and dumb. And like, this is where in my notes I started all capsing. Did this writer even watch the other episodes with Satine? Did he give a fuck about the prior characterization of this 
level-headed, diplomatic, intelligent, considering, thoughtful woman. No. No. She's just leaping to conclusions left and right. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> anyway, so they oh, go down the to the- part's coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> they go down to the docks to the warehouse that the, the guy told them to go to. And then what happens, Chris? Yeah, so she's all, let me, uh, there are guards in front of the warehouse, and Satine's all, let me in, and the guards are all, no, which I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) She's the goddamn Duchess. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, they try to barge their way in. There's a, uh, the, everyone is inside mixing the tea. (laughs) Right, like it's right there. It's happening. (laughs) It's like right there. There's the tub of Slavin. There's the bottles of tea. One plus one. Yeah, a a gunfight ensues, the condescending asshole that didn't believe Satine gets shot, Right, and everyone's kind of like, (laughs) the good guys are kind of like waiting on the outside of the warehouse, like, oh my god, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And Padme's all, fuck this shit, and... right. Fucking Anakin uh, pushes uh, pushes that this big like iron box thing in front of the door so they can get cover and they proceed mm-hmm. to finish off everybody yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, the worst fucking thing I have ever seen in Star Wars ever occurs. Satine gets emotional. So emotional. Oh my god, let's burn the warehouse down. She tells the police chief to burn the warehouse. She's so angry. She says, burn it down. And he, like, this was, I told you I don't have any favorite lines. I have what the fuck lines for this episode. This was my biggest what the fuck line. Captain, I want you to burn down this warehouse. Excuse me? But there's evidence. Burn it down or I'll consider you a part of this conspiracy, Captain. What? And he's like, okay, we're burning it down. But it's like, it's like the the male is like, uh, we need to be sensible and you're being emotional. And right. we, the, the original Satine would right. have been like, lock this whole fucking place down. I don't want just this warehouse to be searched. I want every warehouse to be searched. I want exactly. every single dog person to be interrogated. Let's go. No, 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 no. Yeah. This was some blatantly sexist bullshit. And let me yeah. tell you, Cameron Litvak, because we're, we're this is coming back to the writer. I'm going to keep saying his name. Cameron fucking Litvak, who wrote this episode. He has written multiple episodes for series like Quantico. I've never seen it. He, but it's a it's an FBI law procedural. Uh-huh. He knows you don't burn the goddamn evidence. Mm-hmm. He knows that burning the evidence is a terrible fucking move. There's no way he doesn't know that. But he sure does throw that in here. He's like, oh, that's really stupid. Let's have the girl do it. Oh! Is the dumbest thing. Why are we burning all the evidence? And then, and then, and Padme's behind her nodding like, yeah, burn it, whatever. And then yeah. later, later they're like, Almec, hey, we totally saw all of this go down. And he's like, okay, but do you have any proof? And they're like, no, we burned it. It's fucking frustrating. It's gone. You'll have to take our word for it. Like I'm legit angry again for yeah. <laughs> talking about this. Oh terrible. my god, it's so awful. Yeah. Uh, so Almec is like, okay, well, without any proof or anything, we're going to have to do our own investigation. I'll start a committee, which is politician for we're never talking we're about this again. We're not doing shit again. with this, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about this until the end of time, and and we're never going to do anything about it, ever. Period. Fuck. So Satine's like, hey, uh, we're wrapping up the episode. <laughs> and Satine's like, hey, everything in the world might be corrupted. Padme, will you please ask... Uh, Master Yoda to send a Jedi to investigate and 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 see what the fuck is going on. 
Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you were a member of the Republic, that is correct. That is what the Jedi do when they're not leading a war. That is the role of the Jedi. Am I wrong? That's that's 100% right. That 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 is the core part of this episode of these two episodes that make no fucking sense to me. But right. whatever. That the, that is the task of the Jedi is to be a neutral party to to do the investigating to to reach out with the feelings that they're not supposed to have and like sense shit and and bring truth to light and, and all that shit and so that is the correct request to make if you were not remaining neutral in this situation but you're asking a republic senator to call upon a republic resource in the form of the Jedi to come and handle your problem for you what the fuck. Yeah, if you're calling on the Jedi all the time, especially when they used to be, like, your uh, biggest adversary. Your enemy? <laughs> your your enemy? cultural ancient enemy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what's going uh, on here? What the fuck? Uh, anyway, yeah. So, I hated this episode. I mean, if you want to booty call Obi-Wan, just booty call Obi-Wan. You don't have to do all this. But Obi-Wan's obnoxious enough not to answer it. <laughs> you see. And But if you do it this way, you have no control over who they send. Yeah. I'm just saying. And now, and, now, call and, and now we we damn well know Padme flew away, and she called her secret phone number to get a hold of Anakin <laughs> instead of call, yeah. going to Yoda. Right. So, and I'm sure it did go through Yoda because I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, so yeah, I hated this episode. I hated it. Hated it. Fire hated passion it. of a thousand hells. Hated yeah. it. Okay. Um, I will say it was pretty. I guess um, if you're into yeah. cubism, if you like Minecraft, it's a very pretty city. That's it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so the next episode then is season three, episode six, The Academy. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is those who enforce the law must obey the law. Ooh. Sure. <sighs> okay, I'll do my part. Yes, yes, yes. Do the announcer bit. A world in crisis. Ooh. The peaceful planet of Mandalore is being strangled by the grip of corruption. Mm-hmm. With shortages of every kind, citizens must turn to the black market in order to survive. Desperate to free her people, Duchess Satine has asked her friend Padme Amidala to speak mm-hmm. with the Jedi Council in hopes that they would s- send assistance to the struggling world. <sighs> so, Seth, I, uh, before we leap right into this, I know you watch these two episodes uh, on different days. I actually rewatched them both this morning. Oh, yeah. no. Uh-huh. Go on. Yeah, so I did not. I watched them back to back. So this episode, uh, I was in a state of hatred and anger. <laughs> uh, so my 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 commentary on this one may not be as pure. <laughs> well, I mean, I, as we've established, I was in a shitty mood going into this, and then uh, I hated that episode. So I I don't I don't have a lot of like love and kindness and empathy for this episode going into it. Like it had an uphill battle to convince me that it was worth a damn, and we will discuss whether or not it succeeded. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, here come Anakin and Ahsoka. Anakin's dropping Ahsoka off at Mandalore School. I mean, literally. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> With no lunchbox, by the way. Yeah, no. No lunchboxes at all. Um, and Ahsoka's like, um, I'm a little overqualified for this. <laughs> I love don't you that, think? I love that line. <laughs> uh, and Anakin's like, now come on. Uh, you, you, this is, the Jedi Council is sending you to do this, so you're gonna fucking do it. And I'm not doing this shit, it sounds boring. Yeah, and also, <laughs> Ahsoka, this is what the Jedi are supposed to do. Yeah. 
I get that you are a child soldier and you have been raised in nothing but warfare. Um, but this is actually, this is Jedi, Jedi job. This is what Jedi is supposed to do is this yeah, right this here. this is what Jedi used to do all the time before the Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also reminded at this moment when, uh, you know, they, they disembark and, uh, and they say hi to Satine is that Satine has never met Ahsoka. Yep. This is their true. first time meeting. So there you go. Uh, and turns out I, I found a, an interesting, I have a favorite moment is in this little scene right here. Um, she gets briefly introduced to a bunch of cadets and one of the cadets, uh, Corky, terrible name. Oh God. Corky is like, Ooh, a lightsaber. And she's like, Ooh, I will show it to you. And then prime minister Almec, who's standing right there, uh, points out. Uh, because of master Kenobi's recent visit and the trouble that followed, no off-worlders may carry weapons on Mandalore. Which is bullshit, because in the previous episode, all the off-worlders, all the off-worlders had a gun. Right, well, they were a little unregulated. I know. Nobody, no, none of the cops that were dealing with them were interested in enforcing any kind of law. Yeah, but like the, but even the, even the corrupt Mandalorians still have a, like a xenophobic tendency towards like off-worlders, so... Right. I'm, well, yeah, yeah it's like, this this was just an early sign that Almec is trying to um, to sort of hamstring the Jedi as much as he can. Yeah, fair. It's kind of because he, you know, she has to hand her lightsaber over to uh, over to Anakin and she's like, Master Obi-Wan caused trouble. That's a first. Bitch, no, it is not. Obi-Wan Kenobi is trouble. Yeah, he is a problem. In fact, if they just made a rule, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not allowed to bring any weapons that that would be fair. It still wouldn't work, though. You no. can't. You take a light, and this will prove out over the episode. You take a lightsaber away from a Jedi. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah, Jedi is still the weapon. They still they they are the weapon. The lightsaber is decoration. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, Ahsoka is here, and she's going to be teaching at the Royal Academy of Government uh-huh. on Mandalore. Uh, ostensibly, her her role is to to teach these kids about. Um, you know, about anti-corruption tactics and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I kind of did some digging into the Royal Academy of Government. Uh, it will not stay the Royal Academy of Government for long. What happens to it? Well, right now, it is basically a prep school for the children of noble families to go learn how to run the planet. And they don't have any food? A- and apparently food shortages are impacting the school where the rich kids go, which tells you how bad it must be further down the pecking order. Yeah. Goddamn. Um Later on in life, and by later I mean after the Empire rises, the Royal Academy of Government becomes the Imperial Academy of Mandalore. Oh. Which is where Satine Wren goes in Rebels. Right, right, right. And I love it. the education is much less, uh, a lot less civics and a lot more spycraft and combat. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arguably more fun. I'm just saying. Uh, so the lecture hall that Ahsoka got to speak in looked really cool. Yeah, it really did. And, and Ahsoka, look at Ahsoka walking around with some authority. I know, God bless her. <laughs> Our girls uh, all grown up. <laughs> uh, and she's lecturing, and the kids start asking her questions. My friend fucking uh, got me to laugh my ass off. Oh, and, and he was like, "What if one of the kids asked, Master Jedi, where do babies come from?'" <laughs> <laughs> She would have been like, no idea. I have no idea because I haven't gotten any ever. <laughs> there's no sex ed in the Jedi Order. No, I don't know. Not. That's there just not be. a thing. That's f- yeah. They should know more than anybody. Yeah. Because they got to learn how to not make corkies happen. I'll get into it. So wow. in the meantime, though. Okay. So the screen behind Ahsoka, 
uh, there is like this graph that has a really sharp up, mm-hmm. upswing to it. Uh, in Oribesh, the text next to this graph, uh, under this graph, literally says, this graph represents corruption-related crimes on Mandalore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and next to it, there's a list that says stuff like embezzlement, nepotism, shit like that. <laughs> it's nice. Like, oh, okay. Um, but I really loved this scene. I've really, for, if only ch- because it is an excellent one to point at whenever people say, keep your politics out of Star Wars. Because, uh, let me, let me just, let me just read you some quotes. Okay. From the scene. Ahsoka is lecturing these kids and she says, Corruption is what happens when someone in power puts their own personal gain before the interests of the people they represent. And then one of the kids is like, um, but if you don't trust your leaders, isn't that treason? Mm. And Ahsoka says, It's every citizen's duty to challenge their leaders, to keep them honest, and hold them accountable if they're not. Which she does every fucking time she's with Anakin. (laughs) And boom. But like... Apply that shit to right fucking now. I mean, this episode, when did this episode come out? I don't know. It came out a while back, uh, prior to, you know, recent political administrations. Uh, and this is, this is a mentality that we're still dealing with. That yeah. if you don't 100% worship at the feet of your leader, that's treason? No. That's my employee. Yeah. Like, that's well, an elected out, official. I mean, th- this was right after the era, um, you know, a, a friend. Uh, I was watching Revenge of the Sith recently, and there was that line that Anakin says where he says, If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. And that is a line that was taken directly from the George W. Bush administration when they were trying to... Do you remember that? When they Mm -hmm. were trying to like force people into thinking that the Iraq war was a good idea, which turned out not to be? Either you're with us, or you're with the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, same thing. Uh, most people lack uh, emotional intelligence and integrity. So when they get questioned, they get really, really upset because they know deep down they're full of shit. That they're wrong. Yeah. What you're doing is wrong. Anyway, uh, so these kids are like, okay, and they take her lessons to heart. So then later when they're hanging out in their barracks and they're hungry because they're, there's food ration shortages at the rich kid's school, which tells you that the kids at the poor kid's school are eating nothing. They're getting poison tea, and that's it. Good luck. Um, <laughs> they, decide, they decide to go full fucking Harry Potter and go sneak off and investigate for themselves. I was literally, I made the same exact comment. Yeah. Yeah. This is totally, this is, this is a Harry Potter moment. They, you know, they were just going to go and fucking solve everything. And so what do they do? They, uh, they break into a government secured warehouse. Yeah, apparently anybody can do that. Well, anybody who's been well-educated at the uh, government school, mm-hmm. apparently. Because they got one girl in the group who can do this. Uh, um, yeah, the scene where they were trying to get over the door, that took way too long. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> it was like. Well, why can't we open the door all the way? Uh, yeah. Uh, because we need to have the tension moment when they're being chased back out um, of like getting stuck in the door and like maybe it'll close on him and maybe it won't and maybe he'll be caught and maybe he won't. And so plot's going to plot plot going to plot. So anyway, they get into this thing and they uh, they do see some shady activity going on. Uh, They see the Mandalorian police there, but they have no badges or insignia on. There's a mysterious cloaked figure. And then there's those guys that look like goats. The goatles. They're called goatles. Yeah. They are goat men, and they are called goatles. God damn it, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. But these kids, do they burn all the evidence? No, they record it. They record it. Yeah. They get proof. Thank God. There's no food shortage. There's plenty of food in this warehouse. They record that. They record everything. They're like, we have all of this this proof. What do we do? There really is some corruption going on. And uh, Corky. Corky. It's the worst name ever. It's a terrible name. <laughs> we have one particular listener on the TikTok uh, who loves Corky Crees. She is the biggest Corky conspiracy theorist and we'll get into it in a minute uh oh, she fucking i didn't know lo- there was a quirky conspiracy oh girl oh girl strap in it'll happen in a sec uh she she loves quirky and so i'm sorry honey but it's a terrible name quirky he's gonna have to be a grown-ass man someday and be named quirky that's awful uh yeah i mean i i know a quirky in real life well tell you this quirky that you know that his name's awful <laughs> Her name. Her name. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I could name a dog Corky. <laughs> it's a good name for a guinea pig. It's a terrible name for a person. I'm sorry, Corky, that Chris knows. I hope you don't listen to this show. Uh, she hates Star Wars, so it's fine. We can make fun of her. Okay. Fuck that bitch. She's a magician. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Like anyway. Yeah. You're getting back. Yeah. Getting back onto it. Hi, so Corky Crees. Uh, do, do you have more to say about no, the I'm name? Done. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Cor- I can't stop making fun of it. Corky is voiced by an actor named Whit Hertford. Uh, Whit Hertford is a that guy. He's been a that guy since the late 80s. You would know him if you saw him. Uh, he's been doing um, on-screen stuff a lot forever. He's also done a lot of voice stuff from way back. Like he was in Tailspin, Tiny Aww. Toon Adventures, Aww. Darkwing Duck, Batman the Animated Series. Like... Holy shit. Yeah. So like everything that I grew up with, basically. Yeah. Basically, Whit Hertford was involved with our childhood. So there you go. And now he's Corky. (laughs) What's up, Corky? He's going to be Corky. Okay. So I guess this now is as good a time as any. So let's pause the kids because Corky is like, we have all this proof. Let's go talk to my aunt Satine. Oh my God. I just Googled Whit Hertford. You're right. (gasps) Yeah. You know him. He's in everything. He's that we, he, he, I mean... Uh, I know he's like a nice guy because I've seen interviews with him. Um, right. But he has that face. He's a character actor. That's, that's <laughs> his, we're going to be kind. I think he's got character. No, he, he works it though. Yeah. yeah. It has, it's translated into quite the career for him. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about Corky Crees and I mean, his I'd relationship. Him, but, you know. Okay, are you here? <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. We are an hour and 15 minutes into this episode. Can we move on? I I, I I am curious about it. Let's go. Tell me about the Quirky Conspiracy. Okay. So, Corky Crees is the nephew of Duchess Satine Crees. So, okay. I know. Can you tell me who the members of Clan Crees are in Clone Wars? Well, I know about her sister. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's because that's it. We have Satine. We have Bo-Katan, who at this point in the story we have not met yet. And we have Corky. And that's it. So is Corky Bo-Katan's kid? No. What? Corky's her nephew, too. So where the fuck did Corky come from? I don't know. I have a theory. It's a fairly popular fan theory that Corky Crees is the son of Satine and Obi-Wan. <gasps> yeah. 
Have you really never encountered this before? No, oh, I am. I am clutching my pearls right now. <laughs> Holy clutch shit! Clutch them. We we ain't done. So here's the thing: there are a lot of people who will counter this theory by saying, "No, that's not possible because if it was, then Corky and Anakin would be the same age." To which I say, "Nay." All right, so Obi-Wan and Satine hooked up prior to The Phantom Menace. It is, there are tweets from the, the story runners for Clone Wars out there in the world that say nobody really knows exactly how long before The Phantom Menace that mission on Mandalore went. You could say, well, look at the timeline for the Civil Wars on Mandalore and find out which one it was. Okay, which fucking Civil War on Mandalore? Like, there's right. been a bit going there's on. That's lot. really, that's really yeah. hard to nail down. So. Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace was 8 to 10 years old, somewhere Mm -hmm. in that range, right? Mm -hmm. So then Attack of the Clones, that's 10 years later, he's 18 to 20 years old with the emotional maturity of a (laughs) flip-flop, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking chronology here. So the Clone War, for some fucking reason, in the timeline was only three years. We're only about a year and a half, two years into the Clone Wars at this point in the story, where we're at right now with the Academy episode. So then Anakin, at this point, is like 23? What 22? Uh-huh. Somewhere in there, which explains a lot about his behavior, because anyone under the age of 25, I'm sorry, I love you, but oy, there's a reason your insurance rates drop after you turn 25. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying. Y'all are risking. <laughs> and you can rent a car. Yeah. Okay. So... If that's the chronology for Anakin, sure. But if Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were deployed to Mandalore to help Satine out, and those two were there for like a year, and at some point during that, presumably towards the end of it, they banged it out, and that only Mm -hmm. happened maybe a couple of years, a couple of few years before The Phantom Menace, then that would put, that would make little Corky a toddler. Oh my God. During The Phantom Menace. And then that would make him a tween. An Attack of the Clones. So right now, in the timeline, he would be 14, 16 years old. He's the right age in the show. Oh my god. Now, look at his character model. Everyone else, everyone else on Mandalore has these fucking supermodel cheekbones uh-huh. and blondie blonde, blonde, blonde hair, except for the one brunette chick in his class. And you can tell that shit came out of a bottle. <laughs> okay? So... Why you got to call out the hair coloration? I'm just saying it's it's part of my evidence, okay? Okay. So, uh, everybody's got, like, these chiseled cheekbones and stuff. Corky has uh, has rounder cheeks, and he has an extremely square jaw. He has Satine's nose, that sort of very thin, aquiline, nubility nose going on. Um, but also, he's the only redhead on the planet, until we meet Bo-Katan later. But again, bottle. Um He's got streaks of red and blonde hair, almost like somebody took Obi-Wan's hair color and Satine's hair color and mixed them up and put them on his head. His face looks like Obi-Wan's character model with Satine's nose on it. Wow. And his mannerisms, he is deliberately animated with mannerisms like he does the thoughtful Obi-Wan chin touch. He does a lot of lowered browed scowling that looks, and his eyebrows are shaped just like Obi-Wan's. There is no way that this character of Corky Kreese is not visually designed specifically to look like a combination of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Satine Kreese. Wow. My, yeah. my, my, my mind is legit blown right now. Right. So why then does he refer to Satine as his aunt? And he clearly believes that Satine is his aunt. 
Right. So um, I read a lot of romance novels, so I know uh, <laughs> that in in noble families, for Satine, for Satine to have gotten pregnant out of wedlock, when any marriage to her should, uh, any child that she bears would be in line, because again, clans, families, all of that shit really fucking matters on Mandalore. Any child that she bears is in line for the throne of the planet, Right. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be somebody who's the who's the product of a strategic political alliance, not the bastard child of a Jedi who ain't here. Wow. So I imagine what had happened was she found out after Obi-Wan left, she realized she was pregnant. And then so she went into seclusion, had the baby, and then showed up and was like, everybody, look, it's my nephew. So, like, nobody saw her or knew she was pregnant because in Star Wars universe, it's really easy to hide a pregnancy. Apparently. Yeah. And and so she would come back and lie and say that this is her nephew and raise him as her nephew. And Obi-Wan does not know. There is no way that Obi-Wan is aware that he has a son. She would never tell Obi-Wan. She would never tell anyone. This is her family secret, is that Corky Kreese is her child, not her nephew, and is actually the child of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, why isn't it explicitly stated? Why isn't this a plot point in the story? Yeah, I... If they've gone to all this trouble to animate it, to look like that is exactly what is happening, why isn't it a plot? I have a theory about that. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, this this is a... We should have just done a whole podcast on this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these episodes. <laughs> my, right? My theory is that Dave Filoni really wanted to have an Obi-Wan, you are this baby's daddy plot. Because why not give us another way to fucking destroy Obi-Wan Kenobi Mm. and and manipulate him as having not only the woman that he loves in grave danger, we will see that in later seasons, uh, but also his child and have him wrestle with and maybe have have Obi-Wan explore what it means to be a Jedi with a child out there so that Anakin can explore what it means to be a Jedi with a child, because that's going to happen. Like, why would we not have that? That's that's rich. That's drama. That's fantastic. Why would we not have that plot happen? My theory is that Filoni really wanted to do that, and George Lucas shot it down. Wow. And you cannot go against God King Lucas. Well, you can now. Yeah, but at the time, you could not. And so the animators, the directors, the directors everybody went super petty, passive-aggressive with it. And just put all the visual clues there and left it to the fans to figure out. Uh, question. Does Corky hmm. survive the Clone Wars? I don't remember. Honestly. Uh, I mean, that's why we're rewatching this is so we can re-explore it. Yeah. Uh, I think he does. I'm going to... Yeah. Oh, he... Uh, during the Siege of Mandalore, I don't think he's even around. He's I not think. around during the Siege of Mandalore. Okay, so what if, let's take this a step further, George Lucas is not involved anymore. Right, but Dave Filoni is. Filoni is. <gasps> Obi-Wan show coming. Oh my god, girl! What if the, what if See, the first 15 minutes of the episode, a grown-up quirky shows up and is like, you're my dad. Girl, okay, so I mentioned our, our listener who is on the TikTok and adores quirky. She's got a whole series of videos uh, speculating wildly about somebody has been cast as Corky. There's going to be a Corky character. Oh my God. I think it's entirely possible that this is a plot that'll come up in the Kenobi show. An invader murders him. Right. Because again, mm-hmm. why would we not? Why would we not find another weapon to use against poor, poor Obi-Wan? 
Oh my god, what if Vader figures it out first? Oh my god, the possibilities. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because what's gonna get what's gonna get Obi Wan to leave Tatooine? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. What would get him off that planet is is going to protect his son. Oh my Satine's god. son. Oh my god. What if Vader figures it out first and there's a there's an Anakin moment where he lets the kid go because Jedi's and babies and he's got some like Oh my god! Okay, 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 okay. That, none okay. of that has anything to do with these episodes, and we are yeah, trying. I know. We're, we want something oh. better, so we're talking about. <laughs> Back to the show. Exactly. Okay. I can't wait so that, for the Obi Wan show. By the way, that is my Corky Crees theory. That is awesome. And there you go. Thank God uh, for that to save this episode of our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get back to this fucking steaming turd of an episode. Yeah. Okay. This one is slightly less terrible yeah, than it, Corruption. It, it, I will say that. This one is mediocre. It, it's just, I was so angry with the previous one. Anyway. Okay. So let's see. I don't even know where we were in the plot. Oh, uh, Corky wanted to go talk to his aunt. Yeah. Anyway. Anti-Satine. I'm like, Anti-Satine? Anti-Satine. Anti- yeah. So. Um, uh, and, oh, that's who this is. This isn't Satine. This is Anti-Satine. Yeah. Like A-N-T-I. Yeah. Auntie. This is, this Auntie is, Satine. no. But that's the thing is this character it's clearly not the actual satine let's go, let's spin another theory this is anti-satine like antimatter this is this is the opposite <laughs> of satine if this satine this ever came body if, double. if anti-satine ever came into physical contact with real satine they would explode the galaxy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just hate the writing for her so much in these episodes you, i you totally need, you need some kind of like out you need an off-ramp <laughs> right i totally understand why people hate the character of satine based on these episodes i do i do she was inconsistently handled, and that's a goddamn tragedy. Anyway, so they're like, they go see Satine, and they're like, Auntie Satine, we have all of this proof and evidence, and we didn't even burn any of it, and we totally <laughs> saw what happened. And Satine was like, Oh, why didn't you burn adorable? it? <laughs> yeah, like, that. did we teach you nothing at the academy? You burn evidence. I know, right? Anyway, she pats them on their little heads and sends them away and says she'll take care of it. And they are not satisfied with this response. No. No. And, and uh, I want to point out, Quirky suspect, begins to suspect her. Yes. He super does, because that's really shady. He's like, she didn't even listen to me at all. Um, so the, the kids are walking and like talking really loudly in public about their suspicions. This, is, this remains a thing throughout this episode. Um, they are going through Peace Park, which still shows damage from the uh, Death Watch bomb that was set off while Obi-Wan was there. Yep. So... There's that. I thought that was cool. A cool detail that they included uh, that has not been repaired yet, which I think kind of anchors this in the timeline. Like this is fairly shortly after yeah. the Duchess of Mandalore ship. Anyway, so Corky's like, well, my fucking aunt wouldn't listen. So let's go talk to the prime minister of the whole planet. Whatever. Because I've known him all my life. And he said to always come to him if I ever have a problem. Right. And so they do. They're like, we're going to go talk to, they call Almec. And this wasn't a super suspicious conversation at all, was it, Chris? I, No, I mean, fucking... Meet me in the Palace Plaza tonight. Bring the recording you took of the black market deal and all the cadets who know about it. Okay, kids, meet me in the middle of the night right. by yourselves. Uh-huh. Bring the evidence. And everybody who knows about this. Like, he explicitly says, bring me all the evidence and everyone who knows about it. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that sounds okay. like a trap, children. Fuck. Anyway, so they, the next day in class, uh, they, Ahsoka's like, hey, you guys are not listening to me at all and you're whispering amongst yourselves, fuck's going on. And they, so they tell her 
straight up everything about it. There are other kids in this classroom. And they're just sitting there like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> well, I think they have headphones on, so they can't hear. That's the only thing. Oh. Okay. Uh, I guess. Sure, Jan. Yeah, right. Uh, so now you got to take all, everyone in your classroom with you to go meet with all mechs so you can all be killed. Because <laughs> like, now, now you've told them all. Fucking whatever, Corky. Anyway, <laughs> they tell Ahsoka what's up. They just spill. And they're like, we're going to go meet with all mech tonight. And Ahsoka's like, that sounds like a bad idea. Examine all of the facts and all of the people involved before you act. You sound more like my aunt than a Jedi Knight. No, Corky, that's what Jedi sound like. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's that's it right there. You yeah. sound like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... <laughs> right, my mom. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's actually the most, like, Jedi thing Ahsoka has ever said on this show. So... Ever. Yeah. Like, that's... Ugh, fucking anyway. Um, so then what? What do these fucking kids do? They fucking meet with the Prime Minister. <laughs> Yeah. I don't in know the what of, they're thinking. In the middle of the night. Yeah. In a dimly lit alley with and, the evidence in hand. And surprise, surprise, he is not there. Instead, no. his fucking agents are. His fucking goons are there. Ugh. And they're arresting these children for treason. Yep. So uh, Ahsoka to the rescue, because she's not an idiot. She followed them. Yep, of course. Yeah. She is a Jedi. <laughs> and this this moment here uh, marks the first and not the last incident of Ahsoka doing the high-level character jumps into the low-level character game thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, these kids are, like, level two adventurers at best. <laughs> and she's, like, a level 12 Jedi. Boom! Into the middle of the situation. Mm-hmm. She's got no lightsaber. That doesn't fucking matter. She's going to kick everybody's ass. Yep. And it was fantastic. And she does. I enjoyed that. Yeah, she did. She fucking destroyed them. All of the, like, anybody whose ass she didn't kick ran. <laughs> because they're not, again, not stupid. Um, so Soka's like, all right, y'all need to tell me what the fuck is going on. And they show her the recording. And I have a question for you. Yep. Because they have a hologram of the mysterious cloaked figure, but they can't see his face because mysterious cloak. But Ahsoka has an information retrieval device that she's able to use to make the hologram reveal his face. Can you explain yeah, that? Yeah, I, I spent an hour of my life trying to find <laughs> stuff on it and nothing. It is full. Of, it is total bullshit. It is a plot for plot. It's the sonic screwdriver of this episode. It is the sonic screwdriver of the episode, yeah. It's just whatever we needed it to be right Yeah. Now. I couldn't okay. find any record of it, anything. Okay. And if our listeners have something like, well, in this comic book that came out in 1999, you know, fine, let me know. Let, but I let us find know shit. because this shit. this seemed like something they invented for this moment. Yeah, I, I, understandably, I was in a bad mood looking this up, so I wasn't really, I wasn't trying that hard. So. You were like Google searching, what is the fucking thing Ahsoka has in her stupid hand? Yeah, and weirdly what, enough, what the, the results were not you good. <laughs> I got some really good porn results so out of it. So. Hey, hey, ooh, hey, yeah. Okay. So Ahsoka's anyway. all Ahsoka's all okay kids, we I have a plan. I have an idea. Well, because they realize uh Satine knew about this too. Mm-hmm. And so uh they go and try and make sure Satine's okay. She's not, she's gone. Her guards are dead and she's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oops. So then Ahsoka has a brilliant scheme. Yeah, so this she is has some an Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, Skywalker bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm glad we went to the same place. Yeah, she was. This is some Anakin Skywalker level shit right here. Lord. Oh my god! Tell, anyway, tell me, tell me, and the listeners at home, 
Ahsoka's plan. Ahsoka's plan is to turn the kids in, and she's <laughs> pretending to like side with the prime minister. So she, so they get these children. Yep. Get children. thrown into a maximum security prison. Yeah, they are in jail cells next to Sadiq and the customs guy from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, did you recognize the cell that they were in, by the way? Yeah, we will see that cell later. Oh yeah, we sure will. Mm-hmm. Ha, Omek, you loser. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so. Um, yeah, so the kids are escorted into the jail. Uh, Ahsoka's all, so where is the Duchess? <laughs> and the Prime Minister's like, eh, you don't need to worry about it. Bye. Yeah. And he uh-huh. leaves, supposedly. Right. Uh, so she uh, Jedi mind tricks the guard, and the guards all uh, to in- interrogate the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, guards all, okay. And she goes into the cell and is like, hey, okay, so she's arrested, but I don't know where she is. So I'm going to. Do some looking around, and uh, you guys wait for the signal. And right. they were, and they were like, "What fucking signal?" <laughs> and exactly, what fucking signal? There is no fucking signal. Yeah, just tell Ahsoka should have said, "I don't know," but well, you know, I'm making this up as we go. But she yeah. didn't tell him that. I am Anakining the shit out of this. So. I know. God, Skywalkering. Skywalkering is easier to say. I'm yeah. Skywalkering the shit out of this. And Skywalkering is probably a better term because Luke and Ray are, yeah, guilty of this too. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so Ahsoka, Jedi mind tricks two more guards to take mm-hmm. her to the, the Duchess. Mm-hmm. They go into this really cool uh, scene where Duchess, the Duchess is kept in like a, a tank that, I did find some information about this. Yeah, tell me about this weird elevator tank that they've got her in. Yeah, so they keep her in stasis uh, so uh-huh. that you can't think and move. Why would you have, why would you have cells that prevent people from thinking? Because they're for Jedi. You're right, exactly. Yeah. These are container for Jedi. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that part was cool. Yeah. It, um, so Ahsoka gets the Duchess out, and then the Prime Minister is all, ha-ha, I am evil and devious, and I knew that you were fucking with me the whole time. Yeah, and also, he, he, he tells the guards, You may stop your play-acting now, Sergeant. Prime, Prime Minister, Minister, sir. Because the, dar- the guards were faking having been mind-tricked, because they're Mandalorians. Yep, they were they trained have- to resist it. They're trained against Jedi bullshit. Duh. I love that part. That part yeah, was cool. That was really solid. Absolutely. So, Ahsoka gets stun gun from the turrets above uh, yep. and then arrested. The kids are brought in. Satine and gets electrocuted. That's Satine fun. Satine gets electrocuted by a collar thing, which is kind of hot. Yeah. And well, all <laughs> that, before they even bring the, yeah, it was hot. Um, before they even bring, before they bring the kids in. Almec is like, okay, I electrocuted you, sign this confession that says that you do all the bad stuff. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I ain't doing shit. And again, back to don't tell me to keep politics out of Star Wars. Because Satine says, You have betrayed the public trust and used your office to accumulate wealth and power. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 you're right, guys. You're right. We should keep politics out of Star Wars. Nobody ever brings up politics in Star Wars. You're right. Yeah, uh, it, it, there's no politics in Star Wars, Steph. Come on. Okay. I know, I know. What the fuck is wrong? With- I'm being a silly woman. Yeah, don't you want to burn down a warehouse now? I do, but not for the reasons you might think. <laughs> anyway, also in this scene, I was distracted by the fact that Ahsoka has a belly button now. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, Ahsoka, who's been running Don't around Don't make me go type, back and watch this fucking episode. This, is, this has been the big change in the season two to three animation, is now Ahsoka has a belly button. She's been running around in her fucking tube top for two straight seasons now, and now she has a belly button. Maybe it's a puberty thing for her race? Maybe she just got taller 
And so now, uh, now more of her tor- torso is exposed. But yeah, no, she's uh, got a belly button. Yeah. Anyway, so Satine refuses to sign the confession, and that's when Almec is like, "Okay, well, bring the kids in here because I know one of those is her nephew, and I'm gonna I'm torture gonna kill him them right in front of her ha, ha, until ha, 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 ha. she signs the confession." Mwah, mwah, mwah. I am so evil. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I know, right? So generic, Lord. generic villain shit. <laughs> so, so yeah. Ahead. So Ahsoka, uh, the kids are in. There's a little bit more talky talky, and then You're Ahsoka right. quote gives the signal, I guess, by backflipping over. <laughs> The guard. By headbutting the guard behind her and then doing a backflip. Yeah. And, well, she, it's a really cool backflip because they've got her handcuffed behind her. And she does the flip to invert that so she gets her hands in front of her. Mm-hmm. The cadets are not that good. They're handcuffed, but their hands are behind them. So they join the fight by body slamming people. Yeah, what, uh, at one point... It's cool. It's so dumb! <laughs> at, one, so at one point, one of them does like a Mario Brothers-style Goomba stomp <laughs> on the guy's head. <laughs> which I thought was funny. They are literally just like shoulder-checking and flinging their bodies. And like, yes, Mandalorian children, get it! It was so... Meanwhile, Ahsoka's being a badass. She's being ten levels higher than them. Yeah. And flipping and kicking and shielding and protecting uh, Satine through the entire thing. I fucking love Ahsoka. I do too. She's she's the fucking best. Yeah. So Ahsoka goes ahead and uh, captures the prime minister. Goes ahead and puts that collar on him and tortures him real tortures him real quick. Yeah. And like, hello. <laughs> Anakin. Yeah. We're skywalkering anyway. extra hard today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, essentially. Uh, uh, things are resolved. One line pissed me off so bad as they're Ooh. walking out of this place. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the, the, the Duchess is thanking the kids for their efforts. And Corky right. uh, says, I never doubted you, Duchess. <gasps> I Bull- saw that too. Shit. That's Bull- in my notes too. Bullshit. It literally says, Corky's all, we never doubted you. Bitch, yes, you did. Why did you go to the prime minister then? Dick. Right, exactly. Uh, I, and think Satine... is, I think Corky is Obi-Wan's son, because that's yeah. such, a, <laughs> such an obnoxious thing to say. Uh, yeah, oh, it tracks, it tracks, it all yeah, tracks. Yeah, it tracks. Um, and Satine is like, this was my plan all along. <laughs> no, Was to it get wasn't. fucking captured? Please don't. Please don't. Pretend. Anyway, we all live to see the day the bad guy's been caught. Hooray, huzzah. Um, Anakin shows back up to pick up his Padawan. And he's like, hey, so, um, do you have fun? This is my favorite part. <laughs> do, you, do you, anything exciting happen? And she's like, well, it had its moments. And he's like, like the one where you convinced untrained children to help you overthrow a corrupt government? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that was a highlight. It's nothing you wouldn't have done, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he says actually specifically because I had to, I had to laugh for okay, ten minutes go. after this episode. He says specifically those children could have been hurt, <laughs> <laughs> and and Ahsoka says that nothing you wouldn't have done, and I fucking cackled. <laughs> I had yeah. to fucking cackle at that <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Uh, Anakin's got no problem hurting children. Skywalker, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? I'm very adorable. Anyway, goddamn. <laughs> You're correct. You're right. <laughs> that's funny as shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's it for these terrible ass episodes. Um, 
I I walked away from these. Like, okay, final thoughts. Final thoughts. You got any final thoughts? Do we have anything else to cover for this episode? No. My okay. final thought is, I normally we normally would give you the spiel that like any Star Wars is good Star Wars. Not this time. <sighs> no, can, I'm so particularly corruption. I'm so pissed. Yeah, I, you can skip these two pieces of shit episodes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking ugh. Except, okay, maybe watch Academy if only for the Corky Crees of it all. Uh, like yeah, to, yeah. to follow now, that. Now that you told me that conspiracy, there's some merit to it. Yeah. Just, I walked away from these episodes feeling like, seriously, this is how you kicked off season fucking three? But it's not. The airing order wasn't this. This is just the chronological order. Yeah. Like, season three, episode one was Clone Cadets, which is a fucking great episode. Yeah. That's where we meet Domino Squad. And season three, episode two, which we will watch in a couple episodes, is Arc Troopers. So they really, when they aired this, they really hit the clones hard. Mm-hmm. Like they did. And then uh, episode three is Supply Lines, where you get Admiral Trench and I'm a gun die and all that shit. Yep. I'm a gun die. Anyway, I'm but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why this, like, I can see the sense in not airing the chronological order here because if these two episodes had kicked off season three, ain't nobody would have turned tuned back in for the third episode. Fuck that. I certainly wouldn't have. I would have been angry. Because also, we only see our heroes for a hot minute. Anakin is there and gone. And that's... Ooh! I just had an epiphany. I heard a... Did you hear that angry little light bulb just go off over my head? Because that's what happened right there. This was the first time in a long time that we've had a couple of episodes where it's, it's all the women... It's it's our strong female characters. We've got Satine and Padme and Ahsoka, who are the major movers and shakers in these episodes, and they're shit. Yeah. And they barely clear the Bechdel test, and we have emotional women making ridiculous... Fuck this. Yeah. Ugh. That's such a, it's such a waste of having those characters in the same plot. That's such a waste. Ahsoka, at least, wasn't completely infantilized in her episode. But Satine? Satine got completely... Her fucking it, it brain was, it, looked it, out Satine of Satine was a different character. That, I, was, that was anti-Satine. Yeah. Anti-Satine. Like, like the Antichrist. It's anti-Satine. <laughs> Opposite of Satine. Fuck. Anyway, so in conclusion, not my favorite episodes. No. No. Not even no. kinda. Mm-mm. Nope. <sighs> Okay, so uh, <laughs> what you, what are we talking about next time? Do you want to know what we're talking about next what time? What are we talking about next time, Steph? What uh, horrible so th- thing are you going to make me watch next? <laughs> <laughs> the next three episodes are standalones. Thank God. I uh, know. So next time, we will be talking about season three, episode seven, Assassin. Oh, I know. I remember this one. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Ahsoka has to protect Padme from a particular assassin. It's going to be fucking great. Um, I remember liking this episode a lot when I watched it through, when I watched Clone Wars through, like, back in, in ye old pandemic. Damn it, I did it again, ye old. Did you hear that? Yeah, you did. I just fucking... Uh, it. That's hilarious. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I do not want to be stuck on that phrase all day. Give me another phrase, quick, Chris, quickly. Raise the roof. <laughs> I mean, you did what I asked. (laughs) (laughs) I fulfilled your request. What do you want from me? (laughs) Shit. Okay. God damn it. Next time we're talking about season three, episode seven. 
Assassin. I liked it last time I watched it. We'll see if I still do. Shark Week should be over by the time that we're watching it, so maybe I'll have <laughs> a brighter outlook on life. Yeah, I'm never going to hear the phrase Shark Week the same again. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> You're word. very welcome. Yeah. Okay, so are we done for today? We are done for today. Okay, I'm going to outro the show now. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. You ready? My body is ready. I'm already ready already. Let's yeah, that's this. a phrase I could have given you. <laughs> Uh, my body's not ready. My body is. Not it's ready. Shark Week, Chris. My body's not ready for anything. <laughs> my body's ready for vengeance. Anyway, um, hey everybody, <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us uh, and listening to uh, this episode. We really appreciate your patience. <clears throat> Seriously. <laughs> if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you should. It is a grand old time. You can find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok as at Darkside Divas. You can also listen to our glorious podcast. You hear? You see what I did there? Glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Glorious. Uh, uh, Raise the can't... roof. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. Uh, you can uh, you can find us on any podcast platform that is widely available, uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google's, Anchor, Spotify, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et uh, please subscribe. Uh, please leave us a review. Apparently, you can leave voice recordings to yeah. us too. We will uh, read those on the air. So mm-hmm. please feel free. And even if you hate us and uh, talk shit to us, we appreciate the uh, hits and yeah. the. Uh, algorithm on TikTok really appreciates it. Yeah, every time you guys comment something about our feminist agenda or whatever, that just boosts the algorithm's attention on our videos and gets us more views and gets us more listeners. So keep it the fuck up. Love it. Love you. Love it. Yay. Anyway, I think we're done here. Are we done here? We're I'm done. So done. I'm gonna go. Goodbye. I have a slab of chocolate cake waiting for me downstairs, and that's my, my breakfast. You better fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs>